Hello, I'm Amy. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the The Ears and Beers Beers Podcast. Podcast. Come on in and grab a beer. Put on your mini ears and let's Let's talk talk Disney. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. Hey guys, it's Brandon. And that's Amy. And we're back with another episode of the Ears and Beers Podcast. And today we're talking about... The Cruise. Yep, the Disney Cruise we went on for a honeymoon. I know a lot of you were wanting to know a little bit about it and uh, find out if it's right for you and your family. And we are here to give you our experience on the cruise that we went on. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And yeah, so um, there was a lot of good. There was some bad. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say bad necessarily, just stuff that we didn't really enjoy. And maybe other people will. All right, so we decided to drive to Port Canaveral from Orlando. Um, there are buses that are available, shuttles that are available from Disney, but we liked the freedom of being able to pick our own time when we left and um, when we were going to be able to get on the boat. So that was something that was important to us. Um, a couple of notes while driving. Um, there were a lot of tolls. Yeah, like enough to where... On the way back, the first stop we made was to buy a sun pass. It's like an hour drive, and I promise there are at least four toll booths yeah. between Orlando and Cape Canaveral. It was to the point where, like, on the drive there, that we ran out of our like tip money before we got on the boat because we had to pay so many tolls. It was, or at least all of the singles that we had. But it was, I mean, it was obscene. Like, every time we would get up to speed, it'd be, like, another toll. So, if you are planning on driving, plan to pay for tolls, plan for, to stop for tolls. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think we still liked um, the freedom of driving. We paid to park. That is an extra expense as well. How much was it? Uh, parking for the full time was uh, $65. I think that was worth it. So, I guess with the tolls... And parking was maybe an additional 80 bucks, but we were able to get on the boat as early as we wanted. And then we got off, disembarked super early. And if we had taken the Magical Express, we really wouldn't have had the ability to do that. So it worked for us. Yeah. And, um, and driving was nice because as soon as we got off the boat, we were able to do the express checkout and leave and drive and not have to wait on the bus too. So we got a whole nother day at the parks just because of that too right and um something to note if you do do um (laughs) parking (laughs) you um you will need to tip the people who take your luggage if you allow them to take your luggage curbside Um, you can kind of pull up drop it off and then go park they are not employed by disney and so they need set the tips uh separately you know you can um often just kind of charge your card at disney with your tips for your um stateroom hosts and your um servers but for these people they're not employed by disney so they don't get tips otherwise we did not know that and all of our tip money had been spent so we were a terrible person (laughs) sorry yeah we felt really really bad but um but knowing that now in the future is good so just keep that in mind as well because they they really do a great job i mean they weren't employed by disney but they were i mean their customer service level was that of a cast member i think so um we got there a little earlier than embarkation started but we were able to be in the first wave to go through security the first wave to get into the embarkation lines and then um you know we are not um on like the higher tiers we're not castaway key club members or anything like that so we did kind of get pushed down in the boarding um times they 
boarding groups and we were in boarding group 10 so not too long to wait because i think it goes up to like 80 something so clearly we were not too far bad off but um it was really a nice place to wait and nothing crazy it was just kind of relaxing yeah and if you go with kids uh in that waiting area they do have you can meet uh captain minnie captain mickey and stuff like that so there is you know there was a line for that of course and just like meeting a character in the parks but it is something good if you have kids or if you just want to do it that's something to kind of bide your time while you're waiting also, be sure that you check which line you're in. We saw a lot of people get in line for a character thinking it was the line to like check in. And there were some disappointed people who, after a couple of minutes of waiting, realized that they weren't any closer to uh, getting on the boat than they thought they were going to be. So just be careful. Uh, not every line in at that uh, little um, port is, is for check-in. Um, but we were able to get on and have lunch at Cabana's, um, pretty much as soon as we got on the ship. And that was pretty incredible, um, just to be able to walk on. And, um, I thought it was good. Brandon, what do you think about Cabana's? I thought Cabana's was fine. I, I just think that the chaos was a little bit overwhelming when you go, especially right when you embark on the cruise. I mean, that's exactly where everybody else is going. And I mean, it's truly insane. You've got lines for everything. You got people that cut in front of you. You got people grabbing stuff and they're flinging food on top of other food. So it all gets mixed in. It can be a little crazy. Um, but I mean, I think the food was definitely okay. I definitely think that the experience itself, especially on embarkation day was crazy. What restaurant would you like compare it to? Like a national chain that you would recommend? Golden Corral. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, we, then we had the sail away party, which I think was cute. What do you think, babe? Yeah, I thought the sail away party was cute. Also, when we sailed away, Amy and I went up to the very top deck, and we were um, watching us kind of leave the the port. And there's people all over, like in restaurants and stuff, um, waving at us as we passed by. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. People um, at the port really seem to like to watch the boats go by, and so. It was really, it was kind of cute, and we enjoyed it. Um, there was a little bit of fireworks and always a little bit of magic. Um, that dinner we had, uh, that night we had dinner at Royal Table. That was probably my favorite restaurant of the cruise. It's French-themed, and um, it was just incredible. I really enjoyed the bread service. I had French onion soup, and um, I had uh, duck confit, and that was not even my Maine, I had a Chateaubriand for my entree and creme brulee for dessert. I lived in France for a little bit, and so I'm very particular about my French food. I know that's like snobby to say, but it's my truth. Let me live it. Um, and I really felt like this was incredible. It was very close to what I experienced there. And I really just I liked the atmosphere a lot. Um, it's a lot of princess uh, kind of feel and atmosphere. I just I really enjoyed it. Brandon, what do you think? No, I definitely thought it was super good. I should have got, I should have gotten the um, French onion soup. It was so good. That's like my only uh, thing that I that I did wrong. I think in that meal, but I mean everything was good. One thing I am gonna talk about dining real quick though before we get started on our restaurants is the experience that you have when you're dining on a cruise, Disney cruise. I don't know about other cruises. I don't remember, but um, you are seated with other people that you don't know so like at our table it was just amy and i so we had two other couples with or no we had three other couples with us at, at the start 
and it was incredibly awkward. Yeah, so we picked the 8 o'clock, the later seating, um, because we thought that it would increase the chances of it being just us um, seated by ourselves or um, just us and another couple, and maybe not um, eight people total. We were hoping for four or just us. Um, I read a lot of articles online about how it's so easy to get a, uh, a seat to yourself um, when you're just two people, that really was not the case for us. There were a lot of tables that even on our later seating were packed to the to brim. Um, I will say though, that we, like Raina said, there were three other couples and, um, two of the other couples pitched a fit and ended up being able to seat them by themselves for the rest of the cruise. So it's possible, but you kind of have to like ask for it. And they were, um, not really here to make friends, the the other two couples. Brandon, anyone elaborate? Yeah. Like, when we first sat down, you know, Amy and I were the first ones seated. And we were kind of doing our own thing. And they started coming in. And it was like, okay, so this is happening. That's, I mean, we were fine about it. I mean, we don't really care. But, like, the other two couples, the one of them sat right next to us. And then got up and moved, like, two seats away from us. And so that was pretty awkward. And they never said hello or anything. Like, nobody greeted anybody. And so it was, like, a very, very, like, tense, weird setting. So that really took away from the, the meal itself and the atmosphere. And the other couple sat next to each other, throwing everything off. And they were whispering in each other's ears and laughing the whole dinner. It was just an awful, awful, awful time. One of the couples that left um, actually left after the appetizer. They uh, ordered it and apparently they just really were so displeased with their um, seating. They left halfway through. It was just it was really rude and it hurt kind of our feelings. But I will say by the end of dessert round, um, the other two couples that didn't stay on had left and they never came back. But there was a third couple that we got to know fairly well um, throughout because they stayed with our dining the whole time and we really enjoyed getting to know them. So it worked out that we, you know, made some friends and we had a really great time, but it was just kind of really surprising um, that people acted like that. Yeah, uh, but shout out Ray and shout out Nicole for sure. They were really great. Uh, they're from Chicago, and uh, they are huge Disney nerds just like we are. Yeah, they definitely were like uh, exactly our type of Disney fan, so we really appreciated all that they did. Um, while we're kind of talking about this, we really like can't stress enough, that, stress enough that we had a good trip, but there's just some things that are really different from what we've experienced in other parts of Disney. Um when we were doing the lifeboat drill, um, I was trying to get to our, our spot, which is in the main theater and, um, people are starting to, you know, kind of like narrow in. And this woman went off on me, um, and started to, I'm trying to stay with my family. And there was nothing that I was doing that was blocking her or keeping her from staying with her family. And so I was a little bit ruder than I think I've ever been in my entire life. And I was like, well, nobody's stopping you from that. And she just looked like she was ready to fight. And that kind of set like the tone for the whole uh, cruise. Um, I think Brandon and I were a little more introverted and stuck to ourselves a little bit more um, than we normally would. Just because we were really kind of surprised at how um, rude and standoffish a lot of our fellow travelers were. Um, We'll talk more about that later. Um, But it just was kind of very surprising to have that experience. Um, But 
the next day was pretty fun. It was our Nassau day. We did not decide to leave the boat. Yeah, we we've both been to Nassau a few times, and so it was not pressing for us to get off the ship. So we ended up staying on and just kind of exploring. Um, we also uh, were able to go. They have a movie theater, the Buena Vista Theater, on the ship, and so that was really cool. They play movies like the new Maleficent that came out that weekend. We got to see that one uh, in 3D for free. We also saw Toy Story 4, um, and then they were showing like the new Lion King and the new Aladdin, so all that was really cool. Yeah, um, that day we started our day with Cabana's breakfast. I liked breakfast a lot better than I liked lunch. Um, I would say it's kind of like an IHOP level quality. Um, not great, like not the best thing you're ever going to eat, but I enjoyed it better than I enjoyed their lunch. They had... Um, the Mexican hot pockets were really good. Um, and then they also had corned beef hash, which is a family favorite. So again, not like the fanciest thing you're ever going to have, but it was good and it was plentiful. Um, just if you are at cabanas, I would suggest if you don't have like, um, like a cell phone on you and you, or you don't want to do your data plan, um, maybe use like the ship's cell phone things that they give you because it is hectic and it goes on forever and trying to find your person is hard in that place. We Yeah, I ended up going and getting my plate while Amy was getting a seat and ended up getting her a plate as well. And I was carrying around two plates trying to find the table and also going through the line and mass of people and it was it was crazy. I eventually found her, thankfully. But yeah, having a cell phone, the cap- capability of being able to text her and ask her where she was would have been a huge, you know, huge help. So um, that morning we kind of took things easy. We, I mean, we were pretty exhausted from the wedding, honestly, as you'd imagine. Um, but something that we really liked and we took advantage of, and I want to tell you guys to take advantage of this too, was Tomater's Grill. We ate that pretty regularly, um, and that's everything from like pizza to salad and wraps to chili to burgers to chicken fingers, anything and everything and fries. And I mean, it's like again, it's probably what like in and out quality. It's it's fast food quality, but it was like one of those things where I could grab us two plates, two totally different things. If I wanted a wrap or a salad and Brandon wanted a burger or I wanted chicken fingers and he wanted a wrap, you know, I could grab that, take it back down to our room and we could eat there and kind of like the quiet and just kind of enjoy. Or we had like what was essentially Disney Plus before Disney Plus on that boat. So that was really fun. You could watch almost anything, almost anything. Yeah, it, that's another thing that we did a lot too. Was just kind of relax. We watched, I watched Cars for the first time while we were in in the stateroom. I mean, it was a really cool, and it's a really cool room too. Yeah, so we really took advantage of that, and um, you can even take those. It's on plastic plates that are like uh, the melamine kind of thick plastic, and um, housekeeping will very generously take care of it for you. We saw a lot of people doing it, so we weren't just like rogue, rogue buttheads or anything like that. Um, the only thing is, like, I would tell you, you know, the elevators can be very crowded at times. So if you're doing that, just be careful that, you know, you don't have too many plates for you to carry and then be in a, a very busy elevator. Um, I almost dropped something one time. Also, shout out to all the free ice cream we ate on that trip. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had banana ice cream soft serve. Banana soft serve was my absolute favorite thing ever, and it still is my favorite thing ever. Chocolate vanilla swirl here. Um also, uh, they had cups that were for um, as much soda or coffee or tea as you'd like as well. Um, 
some juices, some milks. So, you know, it's definitely worth it. I know that there are a lot of other cruises where there's a uh, charge for any sort of soda. So that was something that was a nice touch. Um, we also visited that afternoon with um, Stacy, who had done my hair and makeup for the wedding. She and her parents were on the cruise and they introduced us to the best alcoholic drink I've ever had in my life called the Conk Cooler. It is their signature at um, Castaway Key, but they also make it on the boat. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. It's just pure beautifulness. Amazing. So good. Yeah, it was super good. Uh, I definitely recommend it. You, we had it a couple times. We actually had it at Castaway Key as well. And, uh, I mean, it's it really is easy to drink. It's really good uh, and well worth, well worth it. Absolutely. So, Conk Cooler. It's tropical. It's beautiful. There's also a drink special we didn't know about, but our um, dinner mates told us. Apparently, when you're, like, uh, getting on the boat, they're trying to sell you, like, $5 drinks. And if you buy that, it's actually a cup that you can refill for $5 throughout the entire cruise. Um, it's a good way to get a lot of cheap drinks. Uh, the only catch is that it has to be the drink that they're making that day. So you don't have a lot of choice. Um, and, like, if you don't like certain drinks, then maybe that's not a good gamble for you. But if you're willing to try anything, that might be a good way to save a little bit of money and try some new things um, in the past or in the future. Uh, we also were on the Halloween on the high seas cruise. So we did a couple of Halloween related things. Um, we did a Halloween tree. They did a, a story of um, Ichabod Crane. What do you think about that? That was really, really cool. Of course, all the kids go and sit up front. So it was, it was very fun. It was very, it reminded me a lot of, uh, of uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. And so all the kids got to sit up front. And we actually got a pretty good viewpoint. Um, but they had this huge pumpkin tree. And uh, we have somebody that comes out. He kind of looks like uh, the groundskeeper at Haunted Mansion almost. But he comes out and he has a lantern. And he does this whole uh, Halloween story um, to do about Ichabod and, and lighting up the tree. And the tree starts to light up and sings Halloween songs. And and it's super fun. And everybody's into it. And it was great. And they also have like costumes. There's tons of people dressed up. Costume contests. Um trick-or-treating trick-or-treating yeah we got to trick-or-treat the boat which was something that was really fun i did a ton of trick-or-treating at mickey's not so scary so i didn't want to get as much candy as i did last time because it was obnoxious how much candy we got but um we really enjoyed it because like he said we went to a couple movies and so it was nice to have um popcorn because they do have popcorn buckets like in the park and we got one and um we were refilling pretty frequently but also have some candy so we had our snacks on lock also, one thing about the popcorn buckets, too, the thing about the cruises is they actually have some that are no longer sold in parks that you can get. Uh, Halloween ones, especially. Like, they had uh, the Oogie Boogie from two years ago. Stuff that you can't buy in parks anymore uh, for the same price as, uh, as a regular. So, that was a really cool thing. If you collect popcorn buckets and you're going on a cruise, especially like a Halloween or a Very Merry Cruise, take a look at those old school popcorn buckets you can buy. We ended up just getting the uh, Bubbling Cauldron one from this year. Uh, which we loved. We actually used it as some Halloween decor at the home at home when we got back. But, uh, but yeah, the Halloween theme was great. I mean, it was a really cool experience. Everybody dressed up. We did not. Uh, we that's definitely something we we wanted to do. We it was also Pirate Night in the same night, and so they do a Pirate Night every single Disney cruise, no matter what. And they give you 
Pirates of the Caribbean, like pirate Mickey bandanas that you can wear uh, that they want everybody to wear. And so we had those on at least. Um, but I mean, literally everybody was dressed up. So make sure you dress up um, if you want to as a family or if it's just you and uh, somebody else going, y'all can dress up. Or you can just wear the pirate bandanas like we did. Pirate night was a blast too. Yeah, and that was also our um, dinner at Animator's Palette, and I had a butternut squash soup. I'm really particular about my butternut squash soup because I make really good. Brandon will attest. I agree. Um, (laughs) And so it was really good. Um, And then for dinner, I was really underwhelmed by a lot of the options. So I actually got the vegetarian black bean cakes, and they were really good. Um, I had heard that suggestion from a lot of people who go on cruises often they said that that's actually the best entree i really enjoyed it um brandon got some fish that looked really good too and then we tried their um key lime Uh, i grew up going on the magic and the wonder and i will say that the animators palette experience on those boats is very different than the one that we had this one is like brandon said that you know the halloween tree is like turtle talk with crush this is also like kind of almost exactly turtle talk with crush he quote floats around and talks to you um, and interacts and answers questions and stuff like that. So like it's that same principle. Um, but animators palette I remember growing up with was a lot more like classy. I don't know. I didn't, didn't love the atmosphere as much as I remembered loving it with my parents. Um, they also did a really cute um, little celebration for Brandon and I for it being our honeymoon. And they also did a celebration, too, for Nicole, um, who was our cruise mate because it was her birthday. Uh, she was gluten-free. They did a really good job of making sure that all of her celebrations were gluten-free um, and thoughtful. And then that night, fireworks after dinner for Pirate Night. And it, I think Disney is the only cruise line that can do fireworks at sea. So that was a nice little touch. Um, the fireworks probably lasted, what, like five minutes, babe? Yeah, they were about five minutes. It was super, it was a really cool experience. Something, you know, obviously, I've been on several cruises in my life, and this is my first Disney cruise, so I'd never experienced that before. And we got prime seating. Shout out to Stacy. She actually told us exactly where to go when we were hanging out with her um, for the fireworks, and she told us what side they were going to be shooting off of. So we went up there early, got prime seating, and we were able to watch it literally overhead. It was shooting right overhead. So. That was really, really cool uh, to see. One thing I want to touch base about real quick before we move on from Animator's Palette. Animator's Palette was my favorite dining experience um, on the cruise. Simply because it was... I love the atmosphere. I'm really big into atmospheres. And I just thought it was really, really cool and really well done. I mean, for kids, this is a no-brainer. Like, they're going to absolutely love this. But Crush was great with adults because our seating was mostly adults. I mean, I saw maybe two kids total. And so Crush is uh, floating around, talking to different tables. He talked to us. He talked to the table next to us. And then everyone was getting super involved with it. And it was great. Also, this is super weird. But the one thing I loved about Animators Palette especially was our um, waiters, our wait staff. They had, they wear themed shirts, different dress shirts every night for different restaurants. So their shirt for Animator's Palette was really, really cool. It was original animations uh, that were drawn of different Disney characters, and it was in a uh, pattern all over their shirt. And it was a really cool shirt. So it's like little details like that. And plus, you know, this is my first Disney cruise, so seeing Animator's Palette for the first time, so much going on. And it was just a really cool experience for me. I, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, yeah, I, it, I didn't mean to sound negative about it. It just was not my favorite um, food-wise. I think I liked um, Royal Table the best, then Enchanted Garden, and then Animator's Palette. But you know what, babe? We can disagree. Uh, the next morning, we got up, and it was Castaway Key morning. And before we went to Castaway Key, uh, they said that breakfast was going to be served in Enchanted Garden, which we were on that level. So we were like, all right, we'll just swing by and see if there's any availability. Y'all, it's empty. It is empty there. We weren't that early getting up either. Like, there was very few people. They were able to seat us immediately. And it was really nice to have, like, a kind of more leisurely breakfast it's still a buffet it's still the same food it's just not as hectic and you also get service like where they offer you they bring your tea and your your coffee and your uh juice to you um something that i mentioned earlier again about some of the rudeness of some of our fellow travelers um that morning we spoke to Jorge, who was the host and at the host stand, and um, I, you know, was just talking to him, trying to make small talk, and, you know, um, I, he asked how we were doing, and I was like, oh, we're great. How are you, Jorge? And he said, I kid you not, he said, you're the first people that have asked how my morning has been. And um, we were kind of talking while they were preparing our table, and he was saying, I've, I've, had 175 families come through and nobody has asked me anything about me and as we were leaving we kind of kept talking and stuff but he said thank you for being nice to me and like that kind of just like broke Brandon and I a little bit like when a staff member says or a cast member says thank you for being nice to me first thing in the morning that's not okay um you know if we have two tenants here at um years and beers it's do your research and be kind and so I just remember like all day kind of thinking about Jorge and just really like hoping that his day turned around and, um, you know, just making sure that when I did all the evaluations and stuff, I spoke about him by name just to make sure that I knew that, you know, somebody was saying something positive about their experience with him because he was delightful. Yeah, that was like really upsetting. But honestly, from seeing the people and the attitudes that we've seen thus far on the cruise at that point, we were not shocked. That's the sad part. You know, we were saddened by it, but not shocked. Um, there was, it's it's very, um, it's, it's very like, I have to be the first one to get this or it's not going to be there for me kind of mentality. Yeah, so I think that there's been like some sort of like, maybe via podcast or Pinterest or something, there's some sort of like resource scarcity issue that people are concerned about. But I assure you, they make enough food on that boat to literally feed the entire country of Lebanon every single day. Um, I'm just made that up, but you know, it's, it's an obscene amount of food. And I don't think that there's any experience, uh, food, uh, entertainment, drinks, otherwise, that's going to run out and you're not going to be left out. But there's this fear of missing out. There's this resource scarcity issue that I think people who were on the cruise really seem to like latch on to and so I don't know it just wasn't people at their best it wasn't people like at the parks and people get cranky at the parks I know all the time but it was a different kind of rude I just wasn't prepared for so I if we do go on a cruise in the future I I really hope that this was just a one-time thing and that we don't have to you know deal with that again but um you know if you see people being like that when you go or anywhere in life really just go the extra mile and be nice to the person who maybe is having a bad day because nobody will ask them how they're doing yeah and um it it was just and i think the more i thought about it 
because it really kind of dampened my view of a cruise. And so the more I think about it, the more I wonder if, if we went on a longer cruise, I wonder how people would act because there's more time to do everything. You know, t- you know, we were on a three-day cruise, so there's also that to keep in mind. But I don't know. We'll maybe try that out in the future. But just remember that you're there for a vacation. It's meant to be relaxing. You don't have to freak out be rude and try and and push people out of the way to do things first i mean there's plenty of things to do there's plenty of time it's it's really okay right um but something that we were um really excited about is that we got to go to castaway key and you know um there was the hurricane that hit the bahamas right before our wedding and um couldn't really tell at all at castaway key some of the landscaping was not 100 percent perfect there was some uh limbs and stuff that were still a little bit askew but i mean honestly it felt just as beautiful as um ever we really enjoyed our time we did go to serenity bay um which is the adults only section i really appreciated that that it was like that i will say that i think that there were plenty of people that that were not the age of 18 i think that there were a lot of teenagers whose parents kind of snuck them in or you know they looked like old enough but there were definitely a lot of people i was like i don't think you're really of age um but that being said everybody was behaving um totally fine so it wasn't a big deal uh i liked that when you found a spot on the beach uh there was an umbrella for every two chairs and then there were also like um the lounge chairs where you can like lay out but then there were also chairs that you could go and put in the water in front of you and kind of sit in the water so that was really nice um we uh had our comp cooler there as well and delightful um we also really enjoyed um, going to the Serenity Bay Barbecue. It's an adult-only restaurant there as well. Um, it's kind of like a all-you-can-eat, really informal uh, place. And, you know, ribs, fish, uh, chicken, barbecue, that kind of stuff. But they also had really fresh-looking fruit and vegetables, some really good-looking sides. It was one of those places where, you know, if you kind of need something light for the beach day, that's where you need to go. They also had chips and some other not-so-healthy sides, too. And um, they also had soft-serve ice cream because you cannot go anywhere without soft-serve ice cream on this cruise, and I'm living for it. Yeah, the barbecue was really, really good. Uh, Like, the quality of food was excellent. The fruit was super fresh. They had um, little, like, Lay's bags of chips if you wanted to go that route as well. They had, like, uh, different kind of, like, they had couscous and stuff like that as well. Really, really cool experience. The barbecue was awesome. Um, And it was outdoor, like, picnic table style seating. Um, And uh, that was really nice, too, because you got to kind of the sun, feel the sun, and you got to experience being, you know, on this island a little bit more. Uh, we ended up staying, so when we first got to Serenity Bay, we took some chairs out and sat in the ocean um, a little bit below waist deep, or well, no, that's a lie, about knee deep, <laughs> um, and we sat down, and it was really relaxing, got to kind of get our legs wet and just kind of and uh, almost float in our chair a little bit, so that was really cool, and then we ended up moving to an actual lounge chair with an umbrella, which is important for me being a redhead, I don't last very long in the sun, <laughs> Um uh, at all like i i burn even with sunscreen very very quickly so we were able to do that and kind of bide a little bit more time than usual normally i can't last more than an hour out there uh without at least taking a break reapplying and going back out so 
we were able to stay out there a little bit longer than we wanted. We got some drinks. We got to just hang out and, and people watch and uh, and take a look at the ocean and see views that we normally don't see, and w- which was really relaxing and really, really cool. Uh, and then after our drinks and after barbecue, we ended up just heading right back to the ship to do some more exploring because we wanted to take advantage of people being on the actual island while we were on the ship. Right. And so we got to kind of um, walk around and enjoy the um, space where it wasn't so crowded. And, um, you know, since this was our first cruise and we do plan to probably do a longer cruise, not anytime soon, but in, in the future, it was nice to kind of just see what the amenities are and um, to kind of see that we um, then had dinner at Enchanted Garden. So we had both meals at Enchanted Garden that day. Um, and I will say by this point in the cruise, and I know that this would only be more so true on a seven day or longer like I was greeted by my iced tea. I had an iced tea every night at dinner. They knew I wanted an iced tea. It was there when we got there. And um, we ordered and like had um, the tuna tartare um, tower, which was good and tomato soup, which was great. And I realized, you know, there's this whole thing that like, it's like, if you want 18 appetizers, you can order 18 appetizers. So we hadn't really done any of that yet, but that was the day that we were like, you know what, we can try a couple things because there were a few things on the menu that looked equally good to us. So um, I had never had scallops before, which is really embarrassing, but I just had never really wanted to try them. I tried them. I didn't like them. I'll be honest. I'm a Philistine in that way. But I also had a like lamb salad that was delightful from their healthy menu option. So they have like standards. They have healthy menus, vegetarian menu, and it's all in one. So there's so many options. And if you liked something at one of the other restaurants, uh, they can typically run it to you. If you wanted them to bring you uh, chicken strips from tomatoes, they would do that too. So like the sky's the limit. Ask for anything. I think Brandon also got two entrees. And it was really funny because the um, guy we were with, uh, I think he got two entrees most of the nights just to try something new. And th- there's no shame. Um, they they also knew that he liked a side of white rice with his food. And so they always brought him a side of white rice, no matter where we were, no matter what he ordered. It was just like there and it was ready to go. So it was really funny. Um, and uh, it was just, it was a really good experience. We loved our wait staff. We had um, a head server and then an assistant server and like they were nice. They really got to know us. They told us jokes. They, I mean, like they were just really attentive. Um, and I, I couldn't have asked for a better staff. If they, if you have kids, they do like tricks and games with them. Um, so it was just really incredible. And they, and they work hard and they work a lot. They were telling us they work six days a week. They, you know, they get one off day uh, total and then they work six days. So they're working all the time and they really do make the experience magical. They do get to know you personally. They do recommend things based on what they know about you. And for example, I always ordered water and I drank it incredibly fast And so it got to the point by our second night, they were dropping off two, sometimes three glasses of water at a time and then coming back and refilling them all at once. So that was really funny too, little stuff like that. But uh, no, they were absolutely wonderful and uh, I can't recommend Disney Cruise enough just for that aspect of having that kind of service. Right. So we really, I mean, just again, can't 
say that enough. And there are times in which your wait staff might be there during lunch or breakfast as well. Um, you can't necessarily like guarantee that they'll be there, but um, they do a good job. And so every night at the end of dinner, they would often pass on like information about dining for the next day. Like, hey, this breakfast or there's a secondary breakfast at xyz and you know take advantage of that because they're telling you that because cabanas is a madhouse and this won't be a madhouse so that was something that was really i think good to listen to um and then we really kind of took it easy that last night because we knew that we wanted to be in that first wave of um disembarkation like we were up and at it at 5 a.m to to get ready to get off the boat yeah, so there's express checkout that you can do. So you're going to be in the first wave. And we got down there right on top. And there was already a huge line. Um, and so we were able to get in. Um, and, and we, you know, you do have to stand for 15 to 30 minutes, depending. I mean, so just keep that in mind. There's not a lot of seating in that area. And you really can't just leave something in your place in line. You really have to stand there. So just keep that in mind. Um, but we moved. Once the line started moving, we were out. And through customs in 10 minutes. I think it was like seven and a half. Yeah. I clocked it. It was obscene. Like, uh, we didn't have anything to declare because, like we said, we didn't leave the boat. Like, we didn't buy a whole lot. So, we just kind of breezed on through. And we were, I mean, like, we were ready to be at Epcot by rope drop. Is that not wild? Like, we got off a boat and we were at Epcot in less than two hours. Yeah. And it was, it was great because we rolled right into the park. We wanted to do one park day before we left the next day to go home. And, uh, and it was, it was absolutely wonderful. The cruise all in all was a good experience. Another thing I do want to touch on though, if you know, if you like us, we, we went just us, we couldn't contact our family or really anything. You don't have cell phone service. You don't have Wi-Fi unless you purchase Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi purchase on the ship, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, is not worth it. I mean, unless you absolutely need to talk to people and unless you absolutely have budgeted that, it is not worth it. Um, I mean, you're spending almost $100 for 10 hours of Wi-Fi at a time. I mean, it's just, I wouldn't do it. We only did it because we had to for like, we got about 20 minutes worth. Um, and we use that to post on social media. Hey, we're okay. We're going to be home on this time, this day. Also, we had to do, you know, we just used it for other things as well. Check on the house, stuff like that. So keep in mind that it is good if you need it, but it's totally expensive. Right. And kind of like with that connectedness thing, um, something that we would do differently in the future is, um, I think we would budget for that $100 maybe, um, but also bring with us like a f- friends and family. Um, like we said, you know, those couples were really um, kind of clicky and there was like a lot of just not really people wanting to make new friends. And so, you know, there were a lot of activities that I think we would have liked to have done, but we felt weird doing it if it was just us. Um, so there was just a little bit here and there, like if it was like a, adult only thing and it was like a couple's game show like i think that would have been fun but we didn't think that people wanted to make friends so like why would we go and i don't know there were just a couple of things like that so like we would maybe bring our siblings or our friends and like i think that would make it a lot more fun too so we would feel more connected and uh in a lot of ways really not just social media but also like interpersonally and like in the moment yeah, I would also agree with that. If you're going to go and, and you can bring your family, I mean, just bring them. I mean, if, if 
ideally I would have brought the whole family and we would have packed out our table and we would have done everything and it would have been a blast because you, you do have a whole group of you. Um, and it, it just, there's a lot, more, there's a lot of family centric activities on the cruise. There are not a lot of couple or single activities on the cruise. Well, I think the programming for singles is actually not bad. They do like a lot more mix ups, um, like mingles and meetups and stuff. Like they have like a smoothie thing, like right when the, crew starts i feel like it's actually like the honeymooners that they're like they're doing their own thing they don't want to have friends bye and that was our experience other than us and um nicole and ray you know i hope they don't mind we're using their names yeah like it was just not geared really for for us so um but i mean there's plenty of other entertainment you can do there's live shows there's the movie theater there are um really cool stage shows that they do and putt putt there's um like golf simulator or like other sport simulators they're shopping we did a, we did a good bit of shopping we're not gonna lie um we love merch we love merch so much and pins we we were collecting pins to strip for anything that meant you know was significant so we got a halloween on the high seas pin we got a castaway key pin um and so that was cool we got some cruise hats that were actually used on the cruise um and and so and so it was a good overall good experience for me i i definitely i think i enjoyed it um i was really not feeling 100 percent physically at the time i was having some really um intense stomach trouble and um so i wish that i had felt better um, I think if I had been able to avoid that, I would have um, really enjoyed the cruise a lot more. I would like to go back. I would like to do um, like a seven day Caribbean or an Alaska cruise. I think that um, if I could plan it, though, I would try and get on the Magic or the Wonder, the smaller boats, because I've heard that the elevators are not as big of an issue. The crowding is not as big of an issue on the smaller boats. Um, and also, I like their animator palette better. I will go to my grave saying that I am an original OG animators palette stand forever. And I think my favorite thing about our ship total was Sorcerer Mickey on the back. <laughs> that was a really cool. I'm a huge Sorcerer Mickey fan. I collect Sorcerer Mickey stuff. So seeing that was really, really cool. Uh, but I mean, you know, it was a good experience. Definitely. I agree with a longer cruise, probably not to the Caribbean. If I had a choice, I'd say Alaska or or something just because I've been in the Caribbean so many times at this point. I want something new. Plus, like I said, sun and redheads do not get along. It was great, though. Um, and we definitely will do it again. Oh, and I forgot to tell you all. We were on um, the second level, the second deck, uh, towards the middle of the ship. And I felt like that was a really good place for seasickness. I was actually really concerned I was going to get seasick. I didn't have any experiences. I will say that there were a couple of times at night when I would be walking down straight hallways and I would notice that I had been walking serpentine in re kind of uh, relation to the um, ship, not my drinking. Uh, <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, goodness, it's kind of a little bit pitchy today. But where we were low and in the middle is what they say is best for seasickness. So if you have seasickness, go level two midship and you'll be feeling pretty good yeah and we had great views out of our um out of our port window as well portal portal <laughs> uh so definitely definitely if, if you know if you like cruises and you're going with the family 100 percent go on a disney cruise if you're going by yourself or with one other person maybe reconsider 
uh, or just kind of take what we said with a grain of salt. I would maybe go like a longer cruise if you're going to go go with just two people. And like Amy said, go on a smaller ship. Don't go on the ship that we went on. Um, which was the magic. Yeah, which was the magic. And uh, and I think that, you know, you'll enjoy it that way. But oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's the dream. We were on the dream. I just lied to y'all. <laughs> it was the dream, was it? I, I just essentially thought magic because Sorcerer Mickey. But yeah, it was yeah. the dream. Um, but, you know, just something to keep in mind if you're just a couple going or just you going. Um so just out of curiosity, babe, I don't know your answer to this. What would you say you would have done or what would you suggest somebody to do instead if they're a singleton or a two person party? Oh, easy. What? Go to the parks. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just parks people. Um also I will say that we went to the parks first when we went to the, the um to the cruise. I I felt like I was comparing the the cruise to the parks in a lot of ways. I was like Oh, this meal, like, that's comparable to Kona. Oh, this is comparable to California Grill. Okay, I feel like I'm getting this level of qualities. This is Tortuga Tavern quality. So it was hard not to compare. There's also a little bit of, like, because I didn't feel good, so we had to slow down a little bit um, more than we probably would have liked. Um, I feel like there were a couple of times where I was like, if I were in the parks, maybe I could rally and I'd want to do X, Y, Z. But, I mean, it was also my body needed to slow down, too. So there's that. They're dra- two drastically different vacations. And, uh, you know, on paper, you can see that, but you really don't realize it until you're there. Uh, I think the whole time, too, we were we were counting down the days till we were back at the park <laughs> on Monday. So that's another thing to keep in mind. We're just parks people. That's just who we are. Um, so, you know, maybe that's something to consider. If you're deciding between a cruise and the parks um, and you're going by yourself with another person, I would probably, cons- you know, my choice would be the parks every day. If you're going with your family, maybe the cruise. So, um, just a little aside, though. We always make the joke. Everybody makes a joke in the Disney Parks fandom. Parks are not a vacation, though. Like, you are going hard. You are not resting. So, if you truly want to rest, rest, you need to get on a cruise boat. Um, But if you are wanting to go and do and have, uh, you know, like, a lot of those experiences, parks. But if you need some R&R, you're not going to get those in park. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But um, but no, it was a good experience, and we love sharing it with you guys. Um, and and there's a lot of good material out there as well. A lot of uh, good vlogs about the cruise. If you want to see it, uh, kind of see what we're talking about, you can do some research there. Um, and like I said, just re-listen this podcast episode as many times as you need to. Uh, if you need to touch back on some references and stuff like that, but. Uh, over overall, I'll probably I would probably give the cruise experience a seven out of ten. I think I would give it an eight and a half out of ten, and mine is only because I really didn't like some of the co cruises. That's a new word. Yeah, co cruises. Um, and mine is just because of the fact that uh, I did not like some of the co cruises either. Also, there wasn't a lot to do for us, and also on top of that, Sun and me do not mix. But uh, overall, good experience. I recommend it, like I've said before, um, and uh, and then I think for the next episode, we had a lot of people asking us about our the food experiences that we had 
on our two-week October trip. So I think we're going to touch base on that in the next couple of weeks when once we release that episode. And then, y'all, it's not going to be long before we are back in the parks. We are going to be at Rise of the Resistance on opening weekend. So we are so excited to be part of that history, um, parks history. This is my first opening ever, Brandon's first opening ever. We're really hoping to bump into Mark Hamill. <laughs> I know it's a long shot, but it would be really amazing. Um, but we're excited to, to ride this and to be able to report back on what we felt or what we saw. We're also trying some new restaurants and we're going to some old favorites too. So we'll have a lot to tell y'all about our December Christmas trip. Um, and hopefully we can talk about some gingerbread houses and just get everybody in the mood for Christmas. Yes, because we were worried that we weren't going to be able to see them because Donald Trump was going to be doing a GOP meeting at the Grand Floridian the same weekend we were there. It's actually been moved away from Walt Disney World, so we will be able to go and visit and take a look at these. Yeah, they were um, going to have to like shut down the entire monorail resort line uh, for his safety, and then also roads would have been really restricted. So it just was going to take out a, a big chunk of our weekend. But now we're able to have a little bit more flexibility, so we're really excited to, to really be able to experience that. Because um, I've been to the parks for many Thanksgivings, but I've, I've never really seen the gingerbread houses as much. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we probably will do the Christmas tree trail, which I've done a couple of times. And so we're just really, really stoked to um, to get to be there and experience all this. Absolutely. And then we actually were able to score something in February, too. We have a lot of fun, exciting Disney stuff coming up. February, we're going to be doing the, uh, the new Le Cellier brunch that they're doing. They're doing it for two months only. Only on, only on Saturdays and Sundays, and they only do two time slots for each day. So it's very hard to get advanced dining reservations for. Yeah, this is in conjunction with Festival of the Arts, which is actually, I think, now that I've been to most of them, my favorite Epcot festival. Uh, I am, again, an art historian, and I that's what I literally do for a living. So I'm a little biased, but um, I'm really excited to, that we got those um, brunch reservations. Shout out to Brandon's mad refresh skills for getting us those. Yeah, it, it was hard because they were going and then I refreshed. And I mean, I, it took me about 25 minutes, but we got them. Um, so that'll be a fun, fun February trip. We've got a lot of, of cool stuff coming up. So we can't wait to share it with all of you guys. We'll give you tips. We'll give you reviews. We'll tell you all the fun stuff that we did so you can live vicarious through, vicariously through us as well. Uh, but yeah, look forward to the next October food review episode. And then moving forward, it'll be all about Rise of the Resistance, which is apparently going to be an amazing attraction just to give you guys a little tidbit you are going to be going through a star destroyer kylo ren will be chasing you you'll be going into the hangar of a star destroyer seeing lines and lines of stormtroopers full-size x-wings we're going to be walking under full-size at-ats as well it is going to be absolutely insane can't wait to share it with you guys if i'm allowed to get video footage you best believe i'm getting all the video footage it's going to be insane. We can't wait. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in every single time that we update and release an episode. And we'll talk to you guys again in two weeks. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day. Hey.